This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this week from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where the Guardians are wrapping up play pre-All-Star break with a four-game series against the Tigers that continues Saturday afternoon at 4.10 and Sunday afternoon at 1.40. Coming up on our show this week, we'll hear from the Director of Player Development for the Guardians, Rob Serfolio, a farm report from Rob. We'll also visit with the two All-Stars, two of the three, but the two first-time All-Stars for the Guardians, Emmanuel Classe and Andre Simenez. We'll also hear from Shane Bieber, but first, it's a look back at the Week in Review this week in Guardians baseball. And we begin on Monday, big series with the White Sox as the Guardians returned home after a tough road swing to Detroit and Kansas City. And on Monday... The Guardians got the scoring started early against Chicago in the first inning, thanks to Fran Mil Reyes. The pitch swung on, banged up the middle, into center field, RBI single for Reyes. Rosario scores, Naylor stops at second. And Fran Mil Reyes with a two-out clutch RBI single to center. Andre Jimenez followed with a walk, and then Nolan Jones kept the two-out rally going. Now the pitch. Swung on, broken bat, looper into center field. Base hit. That'll score Naylor. Here comes Reyes. Stopping at second is Jimenez. And Nolan Jones can do no wrong. A broken bat, two-run single to center. And there's the crooked number for the Guardians, who now lead the White Sox 3 to nothing. The Guardians weren't done yet. Another walk loaded the bases for Miles Straw. Here it comes. A swing and a smash up the middle base, hit center field. Here comes Jimenez. Here comes Jones. Five-nothing Guardians. On another two-out, two-run single, this time by Miles Straw. Chicago got back into it with a three-run home run from Johan Moncada in the third, and then another run in the fourth to make it a one-run game, 5-4 Guardians. But Cleveland answered in the fifth as Nolan Jones's impressive start continued. The 2-1 swung on. There's a line drive. Right center field, ticketed for the gap, and it one-hops the base of the wall. Reyes rounds third. He's heading for home. He'll score right behind him, trying to do the same, and sliding in safely is Jimenez. And now the ball gets away. Jones is at third. Zavala tracks it down. 
And Jones will stay at third. Two more runs on the board thanks to Nolan Jones. And it is now a 7-4 ball game, Cleveland. That would be enough. And in the ninth, all-star closer Emmanuel Classe came on to finish things up. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Pollock. Swung on, chopper to third. Glove by Ramirez. Sets, throws, ball game. So in this very important series for both ball clubs, game one of a four-game series goes to Cleveland. They beat up the White Sox 8-4. to Doubleheader day on Tuesday at Day-Nighter, and in game one, what a performance by Shane Bieber. He was on the mound and, of course, hoping to work deep into the game to help save the bullpen with two games on tap, and he got off to a great start. Anderson sends one to fairly deep right. Jones back on the track, makes the -the over-the-shoulder catch again. Another pretty well-hit ball by Tim Anderson the other way, but it's a 1-2-3 inning, and Shane Bieber has handcuffed Chicago through three. In the bottom of the third, the Guardians broke the scoreless tie with two men on, and Ahmed Rosario at the plate. The pitch swung on line toward the gap in left center field. It gets down for a base hit. Bobbled out there by Jimenez. Hedges will score. That enables Rosario to get to second. Juan will stop at third. 1-0 Cleveland on an RBI hit with two down from Ahmed Rosario. That was followed up by Jose Ramirez adding to his league-leading RBI total. And the pitch swung and ground ball into right center, a base hit. And it'll cost the White Sox two runs. Quan and Rosario score. Jose Ramirez with a two out. Two runs single to right center. And it's 3-0 Cleveland. And again, all three runs coming with two out hits. In the fifth, Ahmed Rosario knocked in another. Davis Martin delivers. And there's a swing and a line drive headed to the alley in right center field. That gets down for a base hit all the way through. Rounding third, heading for home is Straw. Here comes the throw. It's cut off in the middle of the diamond. Straw scores. And it's an RBI double for Ahmed Rosario. 4 nothing Guardians. And on the mound, Bieber delivered a masterpiece. The next pitch. Swung on, smashed to second. Jimenez, gloves, throws, ball game. Shane Bieber with a 95-pitch masterpiece. He gives up one run. He gets Cleveland its first complete game of the year. His first complete game since 2019. The fourth in his outstanding young major league career. And game one in this day-night doubleheader is dominated by Shane Bieber as the Guardians beat the White Sox 4-1. to In the nightcap, it was all Chicago, a 7-0 White Sox win, and the White Sox earned a split series with a 2-1 to victory on Wednesday. The Tigers came to town on Thursday for a makeup game, and it was more great pitching, this time from Tristan McKenzie, as he had a lead to work with early thanks to Josh Naylor in the second inning. The wind and the pitch, and it is swung on, hit a ton. Deep right center. It's got a chance. It is gone. So Josh Naylor with his 12th home run, a solo blast to right center, starting inning number two for the Guardians, and they now lead it one to nothing. 
The Guardians extended the lead in the third inning thanks to the All-Stars. First, Jose Ramirez. The right-hander's ready. Here's the 3-0 pitch. Swung on a smash into right field. That's a base hit. Quan scores. Rosario stops at second. Jose Ramirez on the 3-0 pitch. Rifles an RBI single to right. And the Guardians lead it 2-0. And Jose Ramirez with the league leading 69. Runs batted in. And then all-star Andres Jimenez. The 2-1. Swung on a rocket to right. Down the line it goes. Fair ball. Bangs off the wall. Rosario scores. Ramirez into third and sliding in with an RBI double is Andre Simenez. And his clutch hitting continues. A two out RBI double off the wall in right. And Cleveland now leads it three to nothing. Andre Simenez, his 12th double. And his 41st RBI. Meanwhile, Tristan McKenzie turned in one of the best outings of his young career. Here's the one-two. Swing! And a miss on a curve. That's a new career high. 12 strikeouts for McKenzie. Four times Riley Green has gone down swinging. In the bottom of the eighth inning, Jimenez tacked on one more. Here's a pitch, swung on, blasted high, deep to right center, gone! Andre Simenez with his 10th home run, and he got it off the left-hander. And the Guardians now lead it 4 to nothing. And then Class A was on to complete the shutout in the ninth inning. Two outs, nobody on. On their feet. 14,327 on another beautiful night off the lakefront. The pitch swung and grounded to second. Jimenez drops to a knee, straightens, throws, ball game. Tristan McKenzie and Emmanuel Classe combined on a five hit shutout. The Guardians' fourth of the year. Tigers shut out for the 12th time this season. The final tonight. Cleveland 4, Detroit nothing. Friday night, big crowd on hand at Progressive Field and another big first inning for the Guardians. The first two hitters reached base, and that set the table for Jose Ramirez. Now the set by Hutchison. The 0-2. Swung and banged on the ground. In the right field, a base hit. Quan around third. He's coming home. Throw to third. Rosario in standing. Ramirez to second. Beats the throw there. And again, not only as good a player as we have in our game, but Jose Ramirez, the smartest base runner in baseball, takes advantage of another mistake by Detroit. Cleveland with a 1-0 lead on an RBI single to right by Ramirez. As Quan scores, Rosario scampering to third. And when the throw went there, Jose Ramirez got to second. That RBI is league-leading 70th. Josh Naylor drove in another run with a ground out to make it 2-0, and then with two outs, Owen Miller delivered. Now the set in the 1-1 to Owen Miller. Swing and a drive. Deep center field. Green going back near the wall. He leaps. He can't make the catch. Ball ricochets off the wall toward right center. Ramirez scores. Miller's into third. He'll be stopped there with a stand-up triple. And he's come through again. 
with a two out blast to dead center that Riley Green tried to make the leaping catch on and he could not it hit right by where the 19 foot wall and the nine foot wall meet in center and it'll make it a three nothing Cleveland lead as Owen Miller has his first major league triple and his 37th RBI of the year that might be the best ball Owen Miller's hit in a month. But the Tigers responded with a run in the third and then four runs in the fourth to take a 5-3 lead. The Guardians got one of those runs back in the bottom of the fourth inning thanks to Austin Hedges. Now Hutchison's ready. Here's his 1-0. Swung on, ground ball, left side, off the glove of the third baseman, Castro. It trickles into left field. Scoring is Jimenez. And aboard at first with a single that drives in a run is Austin Hedges. It's now a 5-4 ball game. The Guardians inching closer. And give Edges his 16th RBI on the season. Then in the sixth, they got things evened up with a clutch at bat from Josh Naylor. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Swung on, fly ball, fairly deep left, near the line. Grossman makes the catch. Will be tied. Tagging and scoring is strong. That's a heck of an at-bat. Josh Naylor took a pitch away and just sent a fly ball to medium deep left near the line. Just a smart at-bat. And speaking of clutch, no one does it better with two outs than Andres Jimenez. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a little floater. Shallow left field coming hard. Grossman, it drops a base hit. Here comes Quan to score the go-ahead run. And Andre Jimenez has come through again. A bloop RBI single to left. And the Guardians take a 6-5 lead here in the seventh inning. And Andre Jimenez, time and time and time again, delivers at crunch time. In the ninth, Emmanuel Classe was unavailable after working in three of the previous four games. So manager Terry Francona called on Trevor Steffen for the save. Now the 2-2. Swing and a miss. Ball game. And Trevor Steffen blows away the Tigers here in the ninth for his third ever Major League save. His second this season. And what a job by the Cleveland bullpen tonight as they go five and a third scoreless innings. The final tonight, Cleveland six and a Detroit five. That's your Week in Review. And again, there's two more games on tap over the weekend, Saturday at 410, Sunday at 140 against the Tigers. Stay with us when we come back. We'll hear from Shane Bieber. That's after this timeout. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors, about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. Any sports fan knows defense wins championships. Your championship is your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your best defense is the -the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive, which is like having a goalie, a 7-foot shot-blocking specialist, and a linebacker all wrapped into one, which, to circle back, means you're going to win the championship. Because, you know, defense. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now the 0-2. Swung on, double play ball to second. Jimenez to second one. Rosario doubles up. Gavin cheats. So the White Sox break up the shutout. Shane Bieber has just been lights out here today. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Guardians Weekly from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where the Guardians are playing the Tigers this weekend. Earlier in the week, Shane Bieber pitched one of his most impressive games of the season, a complete game win against the Chicago White Sox. It had been a tough outing against the Tigers in his previous start, but he says good command was the key to the bounce-back performance. It, it was good. It was a big bounce back from the last outing, and uh, I felt like that was key, uh, being able to locate the fastball and the breaking ball and, and kind of working off of that, trying to get ahead of hitters and then going from there. So uh, me and Hedgie did a great job of that, and defense made some huge plays for me um, throughout the middle innings, and that was, uh, that was big time. What's that feeling when, when you realize, hey, today's a day where, where I have that good command and, and I can do some real good things? Yeah, um, kind of noticed early on, um, obviously both teams know that there's two games going on uh, today, so maybe they had a game plan of being a little bit more aggressive. Um, and, uh, you know, that can pay dividends for an offense sometimes. But today um, was able to kind of just put the ball uh, where we were trying to do it and keep them off balance and ended up working in our favor. You mentioned the two games. You want to pitch deep into every game, but is there a different mindset when you know it's a doubleheader and you're the first game starter? I don't think so. Um, obviously, if things start to go south, you might have to wear it a little bit. So I guess that's the the only uh, the only difference, just to kind of save the bullpen. But um, I, I think you try and keep it as simple as possible. I try and eat up innings no matter what uh, the situation is, whether it's after an off day or, or before one or um, on a doubleheader day. So um, that's ultimately the goal, and, and like I said, we were able to do that today. You've had a couple of appearances where you pitched deep into a game and then couldn't quite keep it going as some things have happened. Is there something about just getting through and, and getting that complete game? How important is that to a starting pitcher? Yeah, I haven't felt that in a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I think my last nine-inning appearance wasn't even a complete game. I think we went into extra innings. So it, it felt good to stand out there and, and be in the handshake line on the on the mound. I wouldn't say it, it was unfamiliar, but uh, it, it felt nice. It was a, uh, I'd like to welcome that feeling more. And a nice start to the series against the White Sox, and I know a big series for, for the players in there? Yeah, definitely. We all know how important it is, um, four games in three days, so I'm just trying to take advantage of it. Shane, thanks for the time. All right. Thanks, Rosie. That's Shane Bieber after a stellar performance on Tuesday, his first complete game since 2019, and it came at a great time, the first of a day-night doubleheader against the White Sox. When we come back, we'll hear from two first-time All-Stars, Emmanuel Classe and Andre Simenez. That's next. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
happy price, price line. Clausé's ready. Hands up, chin high. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Oh, what a cutter away. And he strikes out Simmons with that runner now at third and two down. That was an unhittable cutter. And for those of you that go, well, what really is that pitch doing? It looks like a fastball right until the end. And then it has just that slight movement on the same plane as the fastball, but moving away from the right-handed hitter. So he thinks fastball, and when he swings, it's like, uh uh-oh, where to go? Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field. And next week, it's the all-star break for all but three Cleveland Guardians. Jose Ramirez will be attending his fourth all-star game. Emmanuel Classe and Andres Jimenez will go to their first at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. We had a chance to catch up with Emmanuel Classe earlier in the week with translation help from Augie Rivero, and Emmanuel talked about why the All-Star selection means so much to him. Nada, me siento muy contento en realidad, muy muy agradecido con Dios y I'm really really happy and you know, th- thankful to God for this opportunity. Um, obviously also very thankful to my parents for giving me the opportunity to be the talented person that I am. So really excited to be able to go to the game. And when you look at, at how your career has developed, this time a year ago you, you were good, but it seemed like after the All-Star break you made some adjustments and now you're really, really good. What were those adjustments and how have they helped you become extremely consistent? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a chip in the shoulder. You know, last year when I, I, I felt I had the numbers to go to the All-Star game, and, and unfortunately, since I didn't go, I felt that was like an extra commitment to myself to put, continue putting the hard work and getting the numbers and the results for my team so that enabled me to go to the All-Star game this year. I think every year there's a hard-throwing closer or two or three that, that are in the All-Star game. Uh, what does it mean to be able to join that type of club? It's a great experience to be surrounded by that people, you know. I'm really happy and excited to be part of that group, but I'm really excited to be part of that, whoever that all the pitchers are, to be able to talk to them and see another guys who throw like me. That's Emmanuel Classe talking about his first All-Star game appearance. Also going for the first time, young second baseman Andre Jimenez, who has had just a tremendous season this year, but it certainly wasn't a cinch that he would make the all-star team. A lot of good competition at second base. And uh, when we had a chance to catch up with him with translation help from Augie Rivero, he talked about how manager Terry Francona let him know that he'd be going to the all-star game. I was entirely surprised by the way how Tito handled it. You know, obviously, I was expecting the other two players to be named Ramirez and Classy, and he did like a little pause, and it really caught me by surprise. I was really surprised when he made the announcement. So along those lines, you've had a good season. Were you thinking All-Star game, even considering it, or was this just a big surprise for you? Uh, Honestly, yes. I think about it when, you know, the both in process start. After they they give the the results, I was like, okay, just let's keep playing. And, like, every day come to the ballpark, help the team to win. And uh, that's why it took me for for surprise today, I think. This time a year ago, you're in 
AAA trying to get here. Could you ever have imagined not only you'd be here, but have the type of season that leads to an All-Star game? At this point last year, no. I, I was I was there, you know, trying to get better, try to come here again, you know. But uh, at this point, last uh, at this point, no chance that I was thinking on this. You're a, an infielder from Venezuela. There's such a great tradition of Venezuelan All Stars. What do you think it means not only to you but but to friends and family back home because of that tradition? Amazing is an amazing feeling. Um, you know, like I said before, I grew up watching those stars. Uh, hopefully, I can be next to the one of the best hitters of, of my generation and my country. That's Miguel Cabrera. So it's gonna be a special moment for me and my family. And you know, just I'm gonna try to to enjoy the moment. That's Andre Jimenez with translation help from Augie Rivera. And congrats to the three All Stars for the Guardians: Class A Jimenez and Ramirez. Stay with us. We'll have a farm report when we come back with Director of Player Development, Rob Serfolio. That's after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Here's the payoff delivery. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to right center. Did he do it? Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run. So we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. Oh, man, I was there. That time that you bundled your home, auto, motorcycle, and other vehicles with Progressive? That was awesome. People were freaking out. I bet you get this all the time, but can I get an autograph? If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Our final segment of Guardians Weekly. And we'll update you on the farm system this week. We're talking Lynchburg, the lowest of the full season teams in the organization. Rob Serfolio, the director of player development, checked in with us earlier this week. And he talked about some of those challenges for young players, many of whom are experiencing their first full season of professional baseball. Well, you mentioned it right there, Rosie, and thanks again for having me on. But obviously just a bunch of 19, 20-year-old kids really getting their first taste of of professional baseball. And so that comes with a lot of challenges, not just on field with, you know, a, a lot of these guys playing 140 games for the first time in their lives. So routines, being ready physically just to go out there and whether it's toe the rubber 30 times in a year or try and strap on the cleats for, you know, 130 plus, like we're asking some of these young position players to do is, is a real challenge both physically and mentally. And I think it's a big credit to that staff that we have down there with, you know, Omer Santos kind of leading the helm as, as manager for, for the Hillcats. And he's just done a really good job making sure that we're getting everything we need from the baseball side of, continue to get our work done on field but also trying to balance the the youth 
impact and make sure we're giving guys enough time to recover and put themselves physically in a position to succeed while also trying to make sure that we're doing our best to edu- educate these guys on on how to adapt to, to life as a minor leaguer. So um, it's a it's a huge challenge year for for a lot of these guys. And um, despite being one of the youngest teams in the league, our, our team actually won the first half of the regular season, which means they get an automatic bid into the playoffs. So I think, like I said, a huge credit goes to the staff and obviously the players having to battle through all those those hoops and hurdles and being one of the youngest teams in the league, but actually coming out on top in the first half is a huge testament to the things they've been doing there. And you haven't had too much movement, but you've been fortunate enough to, to have a couple of pitchers who have moved up. But the time there really were impressive. And let's start with Rodney Boone, one of the, the starters who made 10 starts with Lynchburg and had really good numbers yep. across the board. And, and what has Rodney done to, to really put himself on the map and start to move? Yeah, so Rodney's a great strike thrower, and, and he came in and was kind of a, a quick ace for, for that Lynchburg team just in terms of throwing strikes, missing bats, doing a lot of the things that we preach as the controllables for our pitchers. And um, because of that, you know, we had an opening in, in Lake County and were able to move Rodney up, but he was certainly a huge part of the Hillcats' early season successes and was kind of an anchor for them each time through the rotation. And was just really impressed with his ability to kind of adapt to pro ball. He was a, a draft pick last year, uh, eighth rounder out of uh, UCAL Santa Barbara, and, and just came right in and um, and did what we saw from him in college and, and built on a lot of some of the velocity training that we were doing with him in the offseason, and we saw some of that come through and still a lot of work to go, but uh, Rodney certainly earned that opportunity to go up to Lake County and continue to be challenged. Got to love that Cal Santa Barbara pipeline for the uh, the Guardians. Certainly. <laughs> yeah, had we've, we've had some success there. <laughs> yes, they have. Davis Sharp, uh, you lo- I know you, you love to have relief arms, and, and you can never have enough out of that bullpen. And uh, what has Davis done? I know he's moved up as well after a real good start at Lake County. Or excuse me, at Lake He County. has. He has, yes, sir. And, and another college guy from last year's draft pick out of Clemson. And you know, Davis was a guy that came to us that had some starting experience in college, and we weren't really hundred percent sure which route we were going to go with him. He, he started out obviously with us uh, this year in a little bit of like a multi-inning relief role and has just been really successful. Uh, we've been able to layer in some, some improvements to his arsenal. He, he added a cutter to his mix and we've seen that pitch really play well. And, and Davis is just a guy that goes about his work in the right way. He, he works hard, you know, all of his sessions in between outings are really geared towards some type of improvement for the long haul and you know our staff whether it was Kevin Arminio in Lynchburg or now Caleb Longshore with him in Lake County those guys have just continued to work with him effectively and and Davis has gone out there and and like we talked about with Rodney really filled up the zone and and missed bats while he's been doing that as well so an exciting reliever uh, that has an opportunity to to really miss some bats as as we continue to watch his uh, career path here in the minor leagues. And one more starting pitcher who's still there at Lynchburg is Jack Lepwich, a right-hander. And, uh, boy, you look at his numbers across the board, and they look tremendous. Um, what's he done to – it looked like he relieved maybe a little bit early in the season, but what, what has he done to really take a step forward? Yeah, so, I mean, a little bit of a broken record here. Another college guy from last year's draft class that, you know, had some things that we liked coming out of the University of Florida. And, and again, we were able to kind of – you know, get our hands dirty with Jack a little bit in the off season last year and start to pave that path forward for what we're seeing from him this year. And we actually just moved him up to Lake County 
uh, recently. So he, he, again, huge part of, of Lynchburg kind of winning that first half. Uh, and he's now made two starts with Lake County and, and he's really put up some impressive strikeout numbers with, with the captains as well. So we've seen him really make that transition almost seamlessly, despite only being two outings, you know, we're really excited about what Jack and Rodney and, and Davis and a lot of these guys that were able just to get off to a really good start in Lynchburg to kind of continue to, to show a lot of, you know, positives for us, despite having to, to navigate some of the competition jump moving up a level. So it's really exciting just to have that kind of depth and those kind of arms at our disposal to, to continue to get better and, and obviously hopefully make a mark for us long-term. Rob Serfolio joining us. He's the Guardian's Director of Player Development, and we're talking single-A Lynchburg, the first full-season level in the Guardian's farm system, and uh, a very young team, and, and we're going to switch to that position player side now, Rob. And I know uh, that, that one consistent player really from day one at Lynchburg has been a, a younger player, Jake Fox, and it sounds like he's had a, a real nice first half to his season and, and that first full season of, of pro ball. He certainly has. And, and, you know, like we talked about out of the get-go, this is such an adjustment year, especially for high school kids. And, you know, Jake is a kid that has a little bit of pro ball lineage. His dad uh, was a former pro baseball player. So just with some of his, you know, awareness of the game and maturity, we, we thought that he could be a guy that, that we challenged with sending straight to Lynchburg despite it being his first full year in pro baseball. So Jake was a third rounder for us last year. Again, like I said, making that transition as a high school kid is not easy. And he's done a really good job managing both just the adjustment to trying to play 140 games, but also like on the physical and mental side of preparing himself to go out there in a position to succeed every day. And and he's done that in the infield. We've asked him to learn a, a new position in the outfield. So he's been playing some center field for us as well. And he's just continued to get better offensively. And um, I know we, we talked about some of the pitching staff, but, you know, Craig Massoni and, and Daniel Robertson on um, on the position player side with our coaching staff in Lynchburg have just done a great job with Jake, whether it's been defensively working with him, both in the infield and outfield or on offense, really trying to, to lean into some of his bat-to-ball strengths and also – find ways for him to do a little bit more damage when he puts the ball in play at effective angles. And, and Craig Masoni's done a great job, uh, you know, laying out a plan and working with Jake. And we've seen some of that translate into game action so far. The Francisco Lindor trade a couple of years ago has already paid good dividends at the major league level. An all-star Andre Jimenez will be heading to Los Angeles and he has just done great work with Ahmed Rosario on the middle infield at the major league level, but there could still be more down the road from this trade Isaiah Green was one of the young prospects that came back, and sounds like he's made some good progress. He has, and and obviously in the trade there, not an easy one, but huge credit to to our our pro scouting group and our acquisition team to be able to get us some pieces back that, as you noted, have already showed through of some of the things that they can do. And then Isaiah Green being a, I think the youngest piece of of that trade when we acquired him, he was I believe drafted that year. Um, and he's obviously making his first uh, track in in full season baseball this year with Lynchburg, and and he's been a guy that you know really has some some good bat to ball skills, but also just really knows the strike zone. It's impressive to to watch his at bats. He doesn't chase. He takes a lot of walks, and he's been working on similar to what we talked about with Jake Fox being a young kid trying to figure out 
when's the right time to impact the baseball and and just try and maximize our, our batted ball effectiveness. So uh, another guy that's really been putting in a lot of work with with our hitting group. And, and again, Craig Masoni's done a great job, you know, building trust and in awareness with Isaiah. And and I think we've just seen him really continue to get better uh, as the year has gone on, which, like we talked about, is, is really difficult for these first year guys in pro ball that are coming from a high school background. So huge credit to Isaiah for for kind of being up to the challenge and, and getting his hands dirty to try and get better. Uh, but another exciting piece of that trade that that we're excited to continue working with and, and hopefully see future development from. And one more position player. I know you're real high on Jorge Burgos and uh, what's going on there. That's uh, that's allowed him to, to really progress. Yeah. So Jorge is maybe a little of a, of a name that's off the radar in the sense that, you know, he was a, an international signee in, in 2019 he played his first year for us in, in 2019 in the DSL. And then obviously, you know, most players missed 2020. Um, and so last year he, he played for us in the States for the first time and, and really had a nice kind of little bit of a breakout year in Arizona. And he's built off that so far for us in Lynchburg. And again, despite being one of the youngest players in that league out of the get-go, we've seen him, you know, really do a good job in the batter's box while also playing pretty good defense out in right field. So, you know, another young position player name that uh, is, is adjusting to his first year of, of pro baseball, but has done a pretty good job uh, just with a lot of the things we've asked for him on offense and maybe a name for, for some of the fans just to keep an eye on as we, uh, as we see these guys continue to climb the ranks. And again, this is uh, Lynchburg that we're talking about. So it, it'll be a little bit, but again, good progress from, from so many players there, and they had a, a real good first half record-wise. And, uh, Rob, I appreciate the update, and uh, enjoy the, the draft time. I know you're you're a part of that to some extent, and uh, the All-Star break, too, coming up. Yes, sir, yeah, to some extent. Thankfully, we have a, a scouting group that's leading most of the charge, and, and we don't have to rely on my efforts too much there. But it's really exciting to, to get a chance to learn some of the players that we might take here in the next couple of days. and. And obviously, anytime you can welcome new players into the organization is an exciting time of the year. So it's always fun. And, and thanks again for having me on, Rosie. Hope you have a great weekend. That's Director of Player Development, Rob Serfolio. And our weekly farm report from Rob. Always thanks to him for stopping by. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Guardians Weekly. Thanks, as always, to Brian Moxey for helping to put it together our show each week. Until next week. When we join you from Chicago, this is Jim Rosenhaus reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Thanks for being a part of it. So long, everybody. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.